Good morning to everybody. Well, we're glad you're here today. Hope you're staying warm, and I know that we have a lot that did not get out this morning uh, they, uh, because of the weather, and we understand that, but we're glad that you've chosen to be with us today, and we do ask that you be safe as you leave uh, our worship services today and drive safe as you go to eat and go home And I hope you have a great afternoon. I want to remind you of a few uh, family news items, and then I'm going to turn it over uh, to Alan and to uh, Caleb in just a moment. There's going to be a short LTC meeting for all participants and parents. That's going to be in room six immediately following our worship service this morning. And uh, so it's going to be a brief meeting. uh, So if you can be there for that, that'd be great. Also, Club 345 that's scheduled for tonight at 5 o'clock has been canceled. And so parents with that age group, if you can mark that down, uh, there will be no Club 345 tonight. Also, let me remind you of our uh, area-wide tonight at college at 5 o'clock. As of right now, we've not heard uh, that they're going to cancel or anything, so I guess that's still going to be taking place at 5 o'clock at the college church. And so uh, we encourage you to be there tonight if you can. I've asked one of our teens this morning to come, uh, Caleb Keel, and he's going to be reading our call to worship for us this morning. Uh, We spoke just a moment ago, just kind of kidding around, and he said, man, I'll really do it if you want me to. And so I said, man, that is great. Even offered for him to preach, he said he would do that. So you got to, yeah, I don't even get that, Caleb, so you may get to preach too. Uh, So he's going to read our scripture for us this morning. And then Alan will come and lead us in our worship and song. And so uh, let's praise God today as we worship him. Uh, Morning. I'll be reading Psalms 18, uh, verses 1 through 3. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise. And I have been saved from my enemies. Thank you. Shout hallelujah to the Lord. Let's stand together, please. <coughs> shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Sing aloud to God, let the people shout before his throne. Hallelujah, sing aloud to God, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. From the ends of the earth, from the depths of the sea, let all creation praise His From the depths of the sea, let all creation praise 
to the Lord. O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you. for the moisture we've received that we're going to have a beautiful green spring. Heavenly Father, there are those that are a number who are either ill or uh, have medical procedures coming up. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will be with them, bring them back whole so that they can be with us again. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for those also who are maybe lagging in spirit a little bit and for the uh, sucker that you give them to make them stronger within Christ. Heavenly Father, please be with us now as we continue our worship. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Had it not been the Lord. Mm. Had it not been the Lord who is on our side. Had it not been the Lord who is on our side. The anger of the enemy would have swallowed us alive. Had it not been the Lord who is on our side. Blessed be the Lord. 
say a couple of things about this world that we live in. It's, um, it's chaotic. Every day we hear of all kinds of things happening that, it, that affects us, if not directly, it affects us because we live in it. I think that this is one place or time in our busy, busy life that we can come together and and be quiet be safe and when we remember our Lord and Savior Jesus it should be a calm time it should be a time of remembrance and exactly what is this communion all about I've been a member of the body of Christ for many, many years, and I still question sometimes why. Could God have done something else other than send his son that he might die for us, that we might live? And I'm sure it is, or was, but he chose this way. And I think the first indication is that this was going to take place was long before even the beginning of mankind. God knows the end from the beginning and the, end, and the beginning from the end. And I was reading in Matthew, the 14th chapter, and this was a time when they were meeting for the Passover, the week of uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and Jesus is meeting with his disciples, and he takes the loaf and he breaks a piece and he gives it to those in present and he says take and eat for this is my body given for you now that to a lot of us we can't visualize that in our own minds just exactly how that must have sounded to those people around however for years, it had been prophesied that the Messiah was coming and that salvation came with him. 
and that his body would be broken and given for us. There's a lot of confusion in the world today and probably even among some of us here of how should we take this supper or this communion. There's a lot of people who think maybe once a year is enough, maybe not ever is enough, maybe every first day is enough or a quarter or what we call Easter time. But what Jesus said is, as oft as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. And I don't know what that means or could mean every day if that happened to be the case. But we're here this morning for an opportunity to gather as the body and commune one another and commune with him. So if you'd bow your heads or however you want to sit, we'll, we'll uh, go to our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father for this opportunity that we might remember again Jesus who gave his life freely for us that we might have life not only uh, after a while but now more abundantly and be safe in that understanding. Thank you for this bread that we were about to take and may we remember that it represents his body given freely for us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This morning in class time, we were discussing numerous things, but one thing was talking about the unity of the believers. And we could never be unified except by the shedding of the blood of Jesus. 
And I'd like to, I'd just like to remind us of the fact that the blood that Jesus shed was for, for the fact that we might be united in him. And so as we partake of this cup, let us remember that he gave it freely that we might be his. Not only that our sins be forgiven, but we have hope of eternal life. So will you pray with me, please? Father, again, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus, and for the sacrifice that he made for us and for the whole world of those who will believe. So thank you for this opportunity we have now to partake of this fruit of the vine. We give you blessings and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We now have an opportunity to, to make our gifts, to give those back God has blessed us with. They're all his anyhow. And so let us remember that what we have, and it's not just the monies that we talk about, but our talents, 
the things that we do each day, let it be a gift to God in the way that we represent ourselves in him. So would you bow with me, please? Father, thank you again for the opportunity to give back as we've been prospered. And we pray, Father, that the monies be used as designed by you in service to others. And especially, Father, taking care of those that are in need and the widows and the orphans. Those, Father, who need support. We thank you for this opportunity and give you praise, honor, and glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. This time we'll dismiss our children, ages two through kindergarten, to go to children's worship. Let's stand together as we sing, Salvation Belongs to Our God. Mm, salvation belongs to our God. Oh, 
some of the things that you shared with us during our communion thoughts this morning. Uh, I appreciate your words a lot. And, uh, you know, we we do. We live in a world where when you stop and think about it, a lot of times it kind of plays on our mind and we begin to think to ourselves, who is it that we can really trust? What is it in life that we can really hold on to and cling to and know that we're going to be okay and that we're going to be safe. And we all know the answer to that is what, church? Jesus Christ and a relationship with him. But how often in daily life do we lose sight of that? How often in daily life do we start clinging and trying to hold on to, and trying to reach, and trying to grab for everything else, only to realize it's really only God who can uphold me. It's really only God who can sustain me through this life. I read about an experiment this week uh, about a new way of training your mind to solve new problems. It says, walk through your house in the dark with your eyes closed. Now, please be careful if you go home and try to do that. But here's the point that the article was making. Without light, we are forced to use other senses to avoid obstacles. So, if you're walking around and your eyes are closed or you're walking around and it's dark, Obviously, you can't see, and so what do you start to do? What's the one thing that you start relying on to get you through that room or that space? That's right. You begin to feel. And, and have you ever done that? And have you ever thought, okay, this is, this is the refrigerator, or this is... This is not good. You know, if I run into this, this is really going to be bad. I mean, we are forced to use something other than our sight. I want you to think about that this morning as we turn to Psalm 27, a psalm of David. And here's what we begin to see. David found that God was what helped him feel his way through life. Now, if you stop and think about it, God was with David and protected him in a lot of battles in the past. You think about it for a moment. He was with him against Goliath. He was with him against the Philistines. He was with him against Saul. He was with him against the Jebusites. He was with him even against his own son, 
Absalom. And so what David begins to realize and even passes down even to us is this truth. God is our protector and God really can be trusted. We think, well, that's a simple truth. Yes, it is. But if you stop to realize it's those simple truths that we need to be reminded of a lot. And so I want you to hold on to that this morning. God is my protector, and God is really the one that I can trust and hold on to and cling to in everyday life. Well, the message of the songs that we have sung this morning, awesome. Had it not been the Lord who was on our side, Blessed be the Lord who would not give us up. And so David learned this truth, and you and I need to be reminded of this as well. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Well, what about when I leave this room and I, I go about life tomorrow? Surely the presence of the Lord is in that place, wherever it may be. Surely the presence of the Lord is with me because he's our protector. He's our guide. He's the one that will lead us through life if only we will follow him. And so I want you to listen to these words from Psalm 27 as David cries his heart out, before God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. I want you to keep note of that. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war may break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says if you seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord.
You see what David does here? He begins by confirming who he is and who God is to him. It's very clear that David had encountered a lot of problems up to this point in his life and a lot of difficulties. I mean, he mentioned evil men attacking him. He said they were his enemies and armies coming after him. War is breaking out all around him. I mean, he is surrounded by problems. He's surrounded by all of these hardships. And in the midst of his difficulties, David kept focusing on God, not on the situation. Do you see that? In the midst of all of that was, that was going against him, David probably was tempted over and over again to focus on the problem. But what does he do? He rises above that because of the stronghold that God had on his life, and he's looking to God and not his problems. That's why he was able to say, of whom? Shall I be afraid? Church, mark it down. God can be trusted no matter what. He really can. And David speaks in generalities of battleship, battles, battles that's going on, of worship, of repentance, of confidence, and even kind of gives some scenarios like this. When my life is like this, then God is like, you fill in the blank. Or when my life is in need, again, God can be trusted no matter what. Now I want you to think about that for your own life this morning. When my life is like, you think about what you're going through. When my life is like, then God is doing this. Or when my life is in need of something, Instead of turning to all these other things that the world tempts us to turn to, David's example is, when you have a need, turn to God first and foremost because he's the one that can fulfill that need no matter what. You realize that's the one reason that we go to everything else first because we want a quick fix. And we think if we go and grab hold of all these things, then it can fix us and it can take care of my problems and they just all go away. But what happens? When you're seeking after all those things and God is not in the center of that equation, what you are seeking is only temporary. But what you seek when you find God is permanent. It is everlasting forevermore. So, where are you today? When my life is like, where are you? If you think about it, David declares that this is not some short-time trial run. This is not a, okay, I'm going to dwell with God as long as I feel good about it. I mean, this is David saying, I want to dwell with you, God, all the days of my life. That word dwell means to linger. It means to hang out. It implies that you want to stay there. Man, 
That's the way it needs to be in our relationship with God, isn't it? We want to linger. We want to stay right there where God is. Surely the Lord is in the presence of this place. And that's where I want to be. And so let me give you a couple of things this morning from this psalm that will help us to build intimacy with God, that will encourage us all the days of our life to be close to him. First one, look at verse 4. David says, man, you need to learn from God. He said his desire was to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. One thing I ask of the Lord, he says, that is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. I want you to think about this this morning. If you knew in your life you could only ask God one question, what would it be? What is that one thing that you would just love to ask God? You know, a lot of times when we're reading Scripture, do you find yourself saying, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God about this. You know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask the Lord, now why did you do it this way, and why did you, why did you treat so-and-so like this? What is the one thing that you would love to ask God? You see what David says? One thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek, that I may dwell that I may linger, that I may stay where you are, God. What a question. What a thought just to be able to say, God, it's really this simple. I just want to be where you are. What a beautiful place to be in life. Not any place that this world is calling us to be, but the place where God is wanting us to be. I like how the message says this verse. I'll contemplate his beauty. I will study, it says, at his feet. Folks, the only way that you can gaze upon the Lord, the only way that you can see his beauty The only way that you can really grow in an intimate relationship with God, you have to be in his word. You have to be in his word. I have people ask me a lot, you know, what is it that I can do? What book can I read that will just encourage me to be closer to God? You know what I say first and foremost? The Bible. Hello, kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's true, isn't it, church? Because the world says to us, you know, there's this new self-help book. Boy, there's a lot of great ones out there. They cannot replace the Word of God. They cannot replace what God says in His Word of how we should be and how we should live. Seek the beauty of of God and study at his feet. David knew this. Hanging out wasn't enough. I mean, you know, here's what we say today. We're going to go hang out with so-and-so. That's what your kids say and your grandkids. Here's the deal. They hang out with so-and-so very long 
what are they ready to do? They're ready to go hang out with somebody else. They're ready to go do something different, okay? David says here, he knew that hanging out wasn't enough. He wanted to be a learner, okay? He wanted to soak it up, to continue to expand his understanding of who God was and I want to know your ways, God. Because here's the deal. God's ways are higher and deeper than yours. You may have some great ways. I may have some great ways. They will not top God. God is in it all. And so he goes down to verse 6, and here's what he says. You need to not only learn from God, you need to worship God. Verse 6, I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to who? To the Lord. Again, from the message, I'm headed for his place to offer anthems. I love that. That will raise the roof. Already, I'm singing God songs. I'm making music to God. Church, do you realize when we sing praises to God, Satan cannot take that. When we are standing and we are singing, shout hallelujah. What a beautiful message. We are just knocking Satan down a little lower every time we shout it. Maybe, maybe you feel Satan tugging at your heartstrings this morning because you're not shouting out louder to God. I'm telling you, there's something to that. And when we shout aloud and we lift our voices, just like the message says, it ought to raise the roof, shouldn't it? It should. Alan and I were talking this morning uh, before church, and I said, you know, the word hallelujah in sign language if you notice this, Canel, I think I'm right on this. Isn't hallelujah this right here? Please say yes, because that's what I've heard. It is, okay? Church, do this right here for a minute. Come on, it's not going to kill you. It's biblical to do that, okay? When we do that, and you know, we say, we can say it, we can sing it. But to somebody who is deaf, who can't say hallelujah, you look at them and you notice they're doing this. Oh, wow. They are doing that with all they have. They are trying to raise the roof to give glory to God. Shout hallelujah. And David says, we learn from God. We worship God. I'm going to tell you, of all the Bible characters, David is the one that shows us what worship is all about. And when you look at David's life, you begin to realize worship's not about us. It's all about giving glory and honor and praise to God. Shout hallelujah. Apostle Paul would even agree with it in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Worship and learning from God draws us 
closer to him. Look down in verse 7. He even prays to God. He says, when I call, O Lord, your face, Lord, I will seek. You know what I thought of? David saw prayer as FaceTime with God. FaceTime with God. Being with God and having a conversation. And to David, it was far more than just rattling off this list of requests. It was a time to converse. It was a time to pour out his heart and to cry out to him, his Savior. And the one who was the stronghold and the one who was protecting him and all of this. And so I wonder this morning, how's your conversation going with God? It's one, time to fa- it's one thing to FaceTime a friend. How's your FaceTime with God? Have you called on him lately? Well, wouldn't you just love to be able to send him a text? Let me tell you, he has given us every reply that we ever need right here in his word. You realize that? He's shown us. He's taught us. He even sacrificed and gave us his son Jesus to show us the way. And all he's asking us to do is follow him. And so we learn, we worship, we pray, and it all comes down to this, we obey. And look how he closes out, verse 11 and 12. I'm sorry, verse 13, 14. I'm confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And this next part, we don't like to hear it because we're impatient. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait. Be strong and take heart again tomorrow and wait for the Lord. But do you see the promise? I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. C.H. Spurgeon said that our visits to God's house should be inquirers' meetings in which we inquire as to the will of God and how we may do it. I like that. We come to inquire. We come to ask. We come to seek the Lord. And that is all good. But there still comes that moment in time where God looks at us as his children and he says, but now you need to obey my teaching. Now you need to go do it. You need to obey these commands. John 14, verse 21. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Again, the results that God is looking for this right here. 
I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will be strong and I will have courage. And you do all of that in his name. Glory be to God for that. And glory be to God for the life that he has called us and has allowed us to live in his sight. How are you doing with that? Again, how's your conversation with God? Go seek him this week. And you may even be shocked to realize as you seek him, somebody may be seeking you that needs to know a little more about the Lord as well. You never know when God will use you in mighty ways to be a servant. And isn't that what we pray for? Because we know, church, and all that, it's not about us. It's all about him. And so, Father, as we come before you this morning, all we know to do is to say thank you for who you are. Thank you for giving us the ability to shout to you and to praise your name. Father, thank you for watching over our life and loving us the way you do. And I pray that in this life that we can be reminded once again that you are the one that can really be trusted. Thank you for doing that, Father. Thank you for protecting us. And thank you for loving us all the way to where you sent your son to the cross. And may we follow him closer in our walk day by day. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all of God's people said,